Ineffably Yours, Part 1, by Secondhand News. Chapter 7, Lazing on a Sunday Afternoon. Read to you by Alchemy Assist. August, 2018, London. The morning after Armageddon failed. Crowley woke slowly, halfway between a dream and reality, to find Aziraphale's hair brushing against his forehead as the angel slept on. Careful not to disturb him, Crowley distangled himself and padded away from the sofa into the bathroom, where he stared in the mirror until his eyes caught up with his brain and his bleary reflection came into focus. A cold shower and a hot coffee later and, well, he still felt dreadful, but it wasn't like this was the first time he'd woken up without remembering to rid himself of alcohol the night before. What he needed was fresh air and food. He hovered in the living room, looking disdainfully at the mess they'd left strewn across the coffee table the night before. A patch of grease glistened from the underside of the McDonald's bag. A couple of empty wine bottles stood like sentries precariously close to the edge of the table. A stray chip was mashed under the rug, and an angel was asleep on a sofa. Crowley took a step towards him, felt something tug at the corners of his mouth as he watched Aziraphale's chest rise and fall with sleep, one arm dangling towards the floor, mouth ever so slightly agape. Ducking into the bedroom, he emerged with a duvet slung across his shoulders and gently draped it across his friend before he quietly slipped out of the apartment. A hangover was something of a rebirth, Crowley had always thought. Blank stretches of lost memories from the night before always lent themselves well to new beginnings. If you couldn't remember what you did, then you couldn't remember what you needed to regret. The perfect loophole for a demon who was partial to the odd blackout when the situation called for it. What he did remember, muddled somewhere between cantering down Pall Mall and the two of them leaning out of his kitchen window chugging wine and wailing, We are the champions, was the feeling of Aziraphale's temple pressed against his, his voice low as he spoke words into the night that neither of them had ever been brave enough to say under the naked glare of daylight. Where have you been? Aziraphale looked up from the sofa where he was still cocooned in the duvet, panic visibly etched between his brows. Something's happened. You poisoned me. Don't be dramatic, Aziraphale. It's called a hangover. Crowley sat down on the edge of the sofa and pulled a small white box out of the canvas bag hooked over his arm. Bought you something. Wincing, the angel rolled over onto his stomach and propped himself up on his elbows, picking up the box and examining it from all angles. More demonic trickery, I imagine. Just open it. Crowley's lips were set in a grim line that was only half to do with the nausea coursing through his body. He watched Aziraphale fiddle with the plastic packaging and promptly give up, drop the box onto the sofa, and clutch his head with both hands. Look, if you don't want it, I'll just return it. Snatching the box close, Aziraphale carefully eased himself up until he was sitting, duvet wrapped around his neck like a tent. No, 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 I, I didn't say that. Calm down, dear. By the time Crowley had ferried the rest of the shopping to the kitchen and emerged ten minutes later with two plates of buttery scrambled eggs on toast, Aziraphale was cross-legged on the sofa in his duvet tent, the phone clasped in one hand as he studied the back of it as if it were the most mysterious of ancient texts. Bit on the nose, isn't it? An apple from a demon. I don't know about this, Crowley. I've seen this pen out before. Lost my flaming sword, if you recall. Come on, Angel, just think. You've got e-books to discover. All the books in the world right there in the palm of your hand. Tempting, isn't it? He spoke the words lightly, as if he hadn't spent the walk home from the shop considering the perfect carrot to dangle in front of a technologically averse bookseller who still sourced the majority of his stock from estate auctions. Aziraphale was quiet for a moment, his gaze flickering between the box and Crowley's eyes, which were narrowed ever so slightly, just like they had been in the garden six thousand years ago. It is... 
tempting. Sushi delivered to your door at the press of a button. Imagine that. Digital, the angel mused quietly, turning the phone around to look at his reflection in the black screen, recoiling slightly as he caught sight of his red-rimmed eyes and chapped lips. Oh, oh, that's not good at all. Aziraphale lay his knife and fork side by side on the empty plate, nestled back into the sofa cushions with one hand wrapped around a warm mug of tea and sighed contently. Ah, oh, that was just the ticket. Mmm, Crowley nodded through a mouthful of eggs. Perfect hangover cure, something to do with amino acids. Read it somewhere. They fell into companionable silence, knees bent and feet resting against the edge of the coffee table. Aziraphale drank his tea and tried not to think about the mess he was going to have to navigate to get his shop back in order. It would take weeks. He would have to book into a hotel. There would be so much admin. So, what comes next? He asked, eyes flitting across to Crowley from over the rim of his mug, held close to his face as he inhaled the earthy, perfumed scent of tea. The demon shrugged, folding his slender arms across his chest. Beats me. Never circumvented Armageddon before. We should lay low for a bit until the dust settles. Probably not wise to be spotted out and about together for a while. You're right, I suppose. It's only for a while, Angel. Hence the phone. He picked up the phone and slid it back into its box. Camera as well. Two of them. You ought to try a selfie. One of my most insidiously damning creations, if I do say so myself. Aziraphale pursed his lips, going through the performance of looking down on such things as demonic handiwork. It didn't much matter now, but, well, keeping up appearances and all that. Hmm, well, thank you. It's very... Oh, leave it out, Crowley rolled his eyes, pushing himself up off the sofa and stalking into the bedroom in search of his keys. He emerged empty-handed and finally found them underneath the McNugget box on the coffee table. Well, it is. Kind of you, I mean. Sliding dark glasses up the bridge of his nose, he twirled the keys to the Bentley around one finger with his other hand. Isn't it about time I got you home? Too much good feeling in the air with you here. 